0: Puts up the three. Little go! Recon box! Back out to Allen! History total thing! Tie game! With five seconds remaining! And welcome everybody to TBJ Sports Talk. I am your host, Thomas Baeya, and we thank you for spending part of your day with us it is a beautiful saturday morning march fourteenth two thousand twenty coming to you from our western new york studios i am your host Thomas by alongside bobby atlas and julian angiola we welcome you and thank you for spending part of your day so we'll start off with a little introduction about ourselves tell you a little bit about the show so my name is thomas by i'm a senior in high school uh, i think i know what i'm talking about when it comes to sports and um, i want to go into broadcasting and This is just a way for me to uh, get some practice. Uh, I would say my specialties are uh, the MLB, NFL, and the NHL when it comes to the NBA and some college sports. I know a little bit, but I'll hand that off to these two. And I think that's one thing that's gonna make this show great is we all know what we don't know. And everyone has their own little specialty, their own little niche uh, that they're good at um, and their sports that they know uh, specifically as well. Uh, a few quick thank yous before I uh, hand it off to Bobby as he does a little um, introduction for himself. I want to thank uh, Miss Mahar, uh, that nice uh, intro you just heard uh, for, this, for the uh, show. You'll hear that before every show. Uh, she was fantastic, and she helped uh, make that. And then uh, Maddie Seely, that awesome logo that you see. Um, for us, uh, for our podcast, uh, that was all done by her, so thank you so much to her. A few thank yous as well but, uh have to go out eventually, but those will be at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that. So I'm going to hand it off to Bobby. He'll tell you a little bit about himself, and uh, we'll get this thing going. Bobby, take
1: it away, my man. Uh, my name is Bobby Atlas. I am also a senior. Uh, I'm, a bu- I'm a Buffalo sports fan in general. Uh, Sabre's not doing too hot right now, but... Uh, bills are on the up and up so i, I like talking about them uh my specialty is going to be in the nfl uh today we're mainly going to be talking about the uh the draft and the combine so i'm excited for that also gonna be talking a little bit of uh baseball and uh nba action uh obviously those are suspended right now but uh you know we're excited to uh get this going uh, we're gonna have fun with it this isn't gonna be you know a, a real serious thing we're just you know us three friends gonna be talking about uh all of our stuff that we love, and uh, we're really excited to start doing it. And uh, now I'm going to pass it off to Julian.
2: All right, Julian Andriola. Uh, I'm looking to go into college for sports management. My specialties are NBA, NFL, big Philly sports guy. Whole family's from Philly except for me. So I guess that could make me a Buffalo guy, but still Philly at heart. Um, yeah. Look, I'm looking to play college football, so that's cool. It gives me a little bit more insight on football, just kind of the X's and O's and all that. And I've been playing basketball my whole entire life, so I kind of know a lot about that college and NBA. So yeah, thoughts, Thomas.
0: Awesome. So real quick, before we uh, get rolling here, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about our show and what the uh, a lot of what the structure is going to be. Um, it, this isn't a debate show. This is not uh, first take where we want. Um, all three of us to argue that's not the goal of this show. We want this to be a uh, just a conversation. if there's a if there's a disagreement, if there's a healthy debate that comes about on its own, that's all good but we don't want there to be pre, um, pre-arranged arguments. I don't feel that that's those are quality arguments and a lot of times you can tell. Um, another thing uh, before we get into uh, the structure of the show, make sure you guys follow us on social media. Uh, on Twitter we are at TBJ Talk. That's capital T, capital B, capital J. And you guys can uh, tweet at us and uh, let us know what, uh, any topics you want us to cover. Obviously, now with this whole coronavirus that we'll get into later, um, it's going to be hard to you know, think of some topics. If you have stuff that you want us to talk about, we'll do that. Eventually, maybe we'll get into some polls and stuff like that, and you guys can, uh, can let us know on that. So, a little bit about our show. Every um, show, we'll talk about uh, the newest news in sports. And then we'll get into, uh, we have a few topics set aside for each show, and we'll get into that. And then at the end, we'll get into, each person will have a trivia question. Uh, We might change that up. Some days it'll be trivia. Some days it'll be something else. We'll just have to figure that out. And then at the end of every episode, this will be kind of our signature thing. We will end with um, a top five list. Uh, Usually I won't tell you what the top five list, what the category is. You'll have to wait and see, but for this one, I will tell you it is for the first episode. It is a sports movie, so each player or each person will tell us um, their top five list for their favorite sports movies. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But make sure you stay tuned to the end of every episode for that. So uh, let's get it rolling here with the newest sports news. So first off, the coronavirus obviously spreading across the world. The world is in a panic. Uh, it has impacted sports as well as the MLB has halted their spring training, the NHL and the NBA have um, suspended their seasons, um, a lot, of, all seasons have stopped, uh, the golf has, has been shut down, the Masters, so it's like the whole entire world is in a pause, So, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, but um,
1: obviously the biggest news right now is the world seems to have stopped. Next up, uh, the Buccaneers are one of the landing spots for Tom Brady, obviously in free agency, and uh, reportedly willing to give Brady control of play calling and roster control. So uh, that's one of the first times it's ever happened in any sport, and uh, it's a really interesting thing to look at uh, as a pretty potential landing spot for uh, Tom Brady this this offseason.
2: All right, next up we got former New England Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski will appear March 20th on the WWE's Friday Night SmackDown. Now, that could bring some light to the WWE because they also don't have any audience, and I feel like that's probably the one place where you need the audience the most just kind of build off their energy, but that can bring a little spark to the sports world, bring a little bit of comedy and light to the situations we're going through right now in sports. Real quick, how do we think he's going to do? Oh, he's going to be great. He's going to be great. That's going to be so He'll be funny. Yeah. What about the actual performance? Dude, that's pretty much it. You just have to entertain and just be funny. He's an entertainer, especially now. He is an entertainer. That's what you got to do.
0: Julian Edelman, he's a, a, what do you say, squirrel? Is that
1: the
2: word he (laughs) uses? He gets that nut.
1: Yeah, he gets that nut. What a guy. Next up, we got uh, Adam Silver says that the NBA hiatus is likely to last at least 30 days, but obviously, with everything going on, you really have no estimate to, you know, the return of any league right now. Uh,. You know, people are saying it could roll into uh, the end of April, and there's really just no guess how far this is going to go. And it's really something interesting to look at, especially with uh, NFL draft coming up. Everyone's pro days might get suspended, and so there's really no way for scouts to judge any of these guys at their college pro days. So it's a really interesting thing to look at. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, if I had to guess, it could bleed into April with all of these suspensions just to, you know, take uh, precautionary measures and. Just be safe, keep everyone safe and making sure that this doesn't uh,
2: spread you know exponentially and another thing, all spring college athletes will receive another year of eligibility to, uh, according to the NCAA. so I think that's a good thing. you know a lot of people worried about the seniors. will that be their last year? It kind of sucks just going out with the coronavirus and I mean you just you don't even know that you just played your last game, but all those seniors can come back they could play another season and hopefully end off how they wanted to.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a great, great thing for them. I'm, you know, I'm, i We're all seniors here, so we all understand it. Um, you know how how awful that would be. Um, so let's shift to our first topic here. Uh, we are obviously a sports show. We're not a political show. We're not anything like that. We'll let you guys listen to uh, any news uh, podcast or news channel to hear about the coronavirus. Everyone knows everything that's going on about it, but. We'll let you do your own research research and stuff. But we're here to talk about the sports impact on it. So, obviously, you know, MLB is shut down for two weeks. And, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see because, I mean, sp- baseball is different in the sense where they can't just, you know, pick up and start playing. You know, I mean, neither can any sport, really. But, you know, players want to keep their timing, you know, pitchers with their arms. I mean, if, talking to, um, or I heard uh, David Cohn, former Yankee pitcher, uh, through a perfect game, he was talking about if they're already this ramped up, and the season was supposed to start on March 26th. If they're already this ramped up, and now they have to shut down, it's basically like starting from ground zero. You have to build all the way back up, so that's gonna be tough to tough to do. And then you have to, you know, send it into, um, you know, whenever opening day is. And MLB has said they don't want to shorten the season. They'll they're fine with the season going into October. Well then, here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna have playoff games and World Series at neutral sites. That's what's what's gonna happen. Cause if let's say it's um, I don't know if let's say the Yankees are in the World Series in November, it's cold. You're not gonna wanna play in a world. You know, are not gonna play wanna play a World Series game there. So they're probably gonna play it in a neutral site like Miami or I don't know, any indoor stadium really. But it's 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 gonna be tough. I don't, it's, I don't know what they're gonna. What they're gonna
1: do? It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. The point that you brought up about players having to, you know, uh, especially in the MLB, like the pitchers' arms, uh, how they're so ramped up already. I start thinking the same way with the NBA guys. If the league gets shut down, obviously they're gonna do their own workouts. They're gonna find a they're gonna find a gym in a space where you know they're not gonna be affected. But uh, you know, their conditioning and their preparation for you know the second half of the season just totally goes away. It's it's gonna be tough to start the league back up
2: in something like that. Another thing to touch in the NBA is this could like, reshape the league. It's, if it lasts long enough you could say if this goes like two months it's suspended. You could have Kevin Durant looming back maybe return to the Nets. That makes the Nets a completely different team. I mean even for the Sixers wise, Ben Simmons wasn't supposed to come back until the playoffs because he was out with the back but now he'll be coming back and still have the same amount of games to come back and Sixers can make a push. Nets can make a big push. Like, that Nets team with Kevin Durant, that's like top three player in the league coming back. That's a huge swing for the Nets, and just all those teams just helps with injuries and all that. Obviously, it's a really bad situation, but that's, that could just really change the league.
0: Yeah, that'll be – I mean, can you imagine that if they come back and they make it to the – I mean, they could – take if with Kevin Durant, let, let's say Kyrie comes back, I know, I heard he's a little longer now than Kevin Durant because they yeah. were talking Kevin Durant playing in the Olympics. Mm-hmm if that happens i mean they could take down you know teams in the east that you would never say they could before they had these two players it's i was hearing a thing you know then what are they going to do about the olympics if the olympics uh goes on people were saying um teams that didn't make the playoffs have take americans from them if they wanted to play and then continue in the olympics i don't know i mean I, i don't know what they're thinking i don't know what's what Adam Silver's thinking, it's its its a huge thing. I, I mean, and the thing is, there's nothing to compare this to. This has never happened before. You can't say, okay. well, when this happened before, we did this. This has never happened before. This is uncharted territory
1: for everybody. And the absolute worst thing that I think that's going to really uh, shock the world is the cancellation of the Masters. Uh, I mean, that's just tough. I mean, everyone's watching that.
0: That is the biggest golf tradition, I'm sorry, in, in golf. It's, it's unbelievable. There, it's every... I I watch it. I'm sure you guys don't, yeah. and I think you guys are it's shame on you. But I love watching the Masters. It's it's great. It's the best golf tournament around. And and another thing about golf, there's a tournament every weekend. Yeah. So you can't just take the Masters and put it on a different weekend because then you're taking away. Because then let's say there's the the Buick Open. I don't know. And and like June or something, and you try to put the Masters there. Well, if you do that, then you got to say to Buick, sorry, you know, your sponsorship, we got to take – I don't know. I mean, are you not going to have a master's? It's going to be tough to reschedule because golf's like that in some ways.
2: I feel like another big event that we can possibly see getting shut down is the Olympics, and that would be huge. That would break a lot of hearts. Like, that's four years getting built up, and then all of a sudden you have to – I don't even know how that would would work. Would they just postpone it to next summer or – how would that go? I, I don't know because yeah. that throws off everything. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I don't know.
0: But then, do you want to just cancel it and not have it for I, another four years? You cancel can't. Do that. You can't do
2: that.
1: It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, and and I mean, like we said before, it's super unprecedented. This is never. Something like this has never happened before. I mean, really, something like you think about is maybe the Second World War is when they had to cancel a lot of this, mm-hmm. a, a lot of this stuff, just because you know, you know they were rationing gas and stuff like that, and you know players possibly even went into the war so that's like really the only possible thing that i would have thought is is uh this unprecedented event like you're gonna have to take some you're gonna have to take, take some risks and somebody's gonna have to you know get the short end of the stick and not be able to compete especially for those college athletes and maybe even the the olympic athletes that are gonna have to wait on another, another summer
0: yeah it's gonna be interesting to see but at the end of the day the bottom the, the bottom line is safety so you know you don't want to take any um, risks on that for player health, and, I mean, we all see what's going on. Um, You know, thank the Lord that, uh, you know, a lot of the teams um, that the uh, Jazz played, uh, a lot of them came back negative. Um, I saw a thing that every Raptors came back negative, including Ibaka, except for, thank God, because he was guarding him the whole night, except for one, and nobody knows who that one is, so that's quite a cliffhanger. So, you know, hopefully that whoever that person is, hopefully they come back negative as well and obviously the whole goal is this is you know you want to contain it and you know you don't want a lot of people to get it so because this is just such you know uncharted territory so you know who knows we'll we'll wait and see we'll keep an eye on it as will you and i mean we'll see we'll see what happens so all right let's shift to uh hopefully a more upbeat topic we're we're not really here for you know to put you guys down or anything we want to you know want this to be a nice happy light show but that, was, that wasn't was the best start to our show was it james it's news, though, it's right? Life. Gotta talk about it. So let's shift the to topic two. Let's talk about the NFL Combine. So obviously that's all wrapped up. Um, I mean, we all know what's going to happen with the first pick. We all know, pretty much know what's going to happen with the second. It's, this is a fun draft. Well, I mean, who know? Maybe we don't know what's happening with the second pick. There's a lot of smoke everywhere. And I think that, you know, it's... I mean, last year's draft, it was a lot of interior linemen, offensive linemen... I mean, it wasn't as I mean, compared to this, it wasn't nearly as exciting with all the skill positions that are available. Um, receivers, um, obviously, uh, Joe Burrow, quarterbacks, you know, Chase Young. I mean, there's a lot of freaking good players on this team or in this draft. Man, it's it's gonna be fun to see what happens, and it's gonna be really fun. The thing I'm most looking forward to see is the trades because there's gonna be a lot of smoke. There's gonna be a lot of teams saying, "Oh, I want I want to take this guy," and then someone at, if someone at like seven or eight's like oh, man, that, that's my guy. we got to trade up. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens.
2: And that's what the Redskins are looking to do. I, re, I really think that's why those two reports are coming out. I feel like, because they have, if you think about it, they have Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith in that quarterback room. You really think they're going to go draft two up? I think what they're looking to do is they're looking to get somebody to just bite on that so they could get two first-round draft picks and be in a better spot than they are right there. Yeah, I'm not a big
0: Dwayne Haskins guy. I'm not. I don't. I don't believe in him as much. I, cause, and the only reason of that is, I know he has a big arm. I know that, but a lot of guys in the in the NFL right now, are mobile, and he is not mobile at all. I'm not saying you have to be a Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, but he cannot move around in the pocket as much. And it's gonna be interesting to see. And, um. Ron Rivera, what does he want to do? Because he's, he's the man down there now. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, he's a defensive guy. I'm sure he wouldn't mind having a guy like Chase Young on his team. Um, I know I wouldn't mind that. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. That's a
1: really good point, talking about uh, how how the league is changing, how the guys that you brought up, the Lamar Jacksons, the Russell Wilsons, the Josh Allens, even Aaron Rodgers is still moving around. Uh, the game is changing, and you know, you need a guy with a little bit of mobility, and that's where someone like Tom Brady is going to falter, and I feel like that's where the Patriots might even want to go out and get another quarterback because he's, he's on his last legs if he doesn't come back and sign with them. But one guy that I did have my eye on uh, this combine was uh, Justin Herbert. Um, he threw the ball really well. I mean, that dude can spin it. That dude throws a really nice deep ball, uh, good measurables. He's, he's a tall dude. I When you're watching... When you're watching this season, like, you really didn't see the height on him. He's 6'6". Six six, I did not. I never would have thought that. Yeah, he's never a, in a million years would have thought that he's 6'6". Six six. Big dude. He's a big dude. And he can move pretty well. I mean, in that bowl game, uh, who did they play against? Wisconsin?
2: Yeah. Yeah, he played really good. He,
1: he, he made a lot of plays with his legs that really didn't happen during the, during the season. So scouts really got a good feel for that uh, you know that Wisconsin game he had a really really good game that was a fun game to watch from him I agree. and uh, you know like I said dude can spin it that dude can throw a really really good ball
0: and he could have came out last year right yeah, he, yeah. He and, want he, to stay back.
1: and he probably honestly could have been a top 5 pick top 10 pick and now this year he's like in the exact same spot he wanted to go back and it shows his leadership because he wanted to go back and win a, a national championship with that team because he, he knew that they had something there obviously didn't end up perfectly like he thought it would but I mean still won a pretty well contested bowl game and
2: uh, it was a good season from him so I'm really excited to see where he goes yeah another thing about Herbert is like just speaking on his leadership you know he's not really out in the news all that about like a rah-rah guy but I heard that at the combine he was just really being a great like teammate to a lot of other guys and just like when people are doing their bench and everything, he's over there hyping him up and all that. So that's a big thing that NFL teams look at. You want a guy to come in and be a leader for you. If a quarterback's not a leader, it's probably not going to work. That's probably one of the biggest traits that you want out of your quarterback.
0: Yeah, he's the face of your. He's the face of your franchise. That's who. He has, he's at a press conference. What five times a week? He's there after every practice, pretty much. He's at the podium after games. The NFL requires that, so he's. He's the he's the guy. He's in you know your local commercials. He's that's that's the guy you want. I mean I know speaking in Buffalo, I know that you know Josh Allen's um, on every commercial. He's, he always watches press conferences. He always says the right things. He takes the blame on stuff. But and that's what you want out of a quarterback. You want the guy that's gonna be gonna be a leader. So another thing in this topic, let's I I have a few guys that I'm looking at sleepers wise, and the first guy I'll start with. Um, Let's see if you guys can uh, can guess it. It's a quarterback out of Clemson. You guys got it? No, AJ Terrell. Terrell. He is. I like him a lot, you know. And everyone's gonna talk about the game, the national championship against Jamar Chase. <laughs> that was gonna be my point. Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. a he's. We're not even gonna get into that because we all. Know. <laughs> but before that, he did not allow sixty plus yards of coverage in a single game. So he's a good corner, and I, I don't know where he's going to go. But, well, before that game, he didn't lost 60-plus yards. Obviously, after that, he sure did. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and
1: I'm looking forward to seeing where where he goes. Uh, yeah, uh, another sleeper that I have is uh, running back out of Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor. Not so much a sleeper per se, just because I know that nobody's going to take a running back in that first round. But uh, I mean, he's a really good power back, and that's how a lot of guys fr- guys from Wisconsin have been uh, in these past couple years. Um, he's got good speed, and he's a strong dude, and he's gonna get those tough yards for you. And he's honestly, I'm pretty sure that he's gonna be able to handle being a risk getting a couple of passes out of the backfield as well. So that's one guy that I'm looking for, uh, you know, in this draft. See where he goes. It's gonna be pretty interesting seeing where some of those guys go, uh, especially J.K. Dobbins. Um, because that's another good receiving back. A little bit undersized, but he's gonna be a really good playmaker in the NFL. All
2: right, so I got my two guys from the NFL Combine. Obviously, one you've heard of him, Isaiah Simmons. That dude is a beast. Over the twenty nineteen and twenty twenty season, he averaged uh, one hundred four tackles, seven sacks, three picks, and he can play anywhere on defense. Anywhere you want to put him, he can play. Ran a four three nine forty time, and he's six four and two forty. And I think he's, he's projected to go to the Giants right now, but obviously a lot can change. But I feel like like you can move him into a safety, make him keep him at linebacker. Apparently he's a linebacker. He had the little linebacker thing on at the at the combine, but like he said, he could play anywhere. He just he when they asked him what his position was, he said he said defense. Yeah. How would you
0: like that if he went to the Giants? it
2: uh, it haunt me for a while. <laughs> it's like, it's like Saquon yeah. going to the Giants. I love Saquon because I'm a little bit of a Penn State guy. And just seeing him go to the Giants, like, eh. But I don't know. I like Simmons. He's a he's a good ball player. Another guy I have, and honestly, I'd call this guy a sleeper, is Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Now, all the guys, all the receivers are Jerry Judy, Heiner Ruggs, and um, who am I missing? Chanel. Chanel. No, no, no. Judy, Lamb, CD, and Ruggs. Yeah, okay. yeah CD Lamb. Lamb. And I feel like Justin Jefferson's kind of in their shadow, but I feel like he's just as good as those guys. He had 111 receptions, 1,540 yards, 18 touchdowns. His game against Oklahoma in the playoff, he was a beast. 14 receptions, 227 yards, four touchdowns. And a lot of people out of college, they were knocking his speed. They're like, he has everything else except for the speed, and he shut those guys down at the combine with a 4:43 time. And... That just makes that guy dangerous. He's an elite route runner. He has great hands. And now that his speed is out there, I don't know. I think that guy is going to be able to compete with all those other receivers up there.
0: Yeah, it doesn't help that he's getting mocked to the Eagles in a lot of drafts, huh? So that doesn't hurt. I would
2: love that. I would love that. Uh, my last
0: guy uh, for a sleeper is um, another running back um, from uh, Utah. His name is Zach Moss. Uh, ends with an H, by the way, not a K. He is, um, well, actually, it's kind of funny. On one website, it was a K, and on another one, it was an H. So I'm really looking forward to see where he gets you. I have to just see what name pops up on TV. See, But this one says K. The one I was looking at earlier said H. So Zach, straighten out the record. But uh, he's 5'10", 222. Um, and he ran for a thousand yards and five uh yards per carry uh for three straight years he uh he had 66 catches for 685 yards and according to pro football focus he forced at least four broken tackles in every game he had 10 plus carries so and 74 percent of uh, his total rushing yards came after contact so that's over a thousand yards after contact so he's He's a big, he's a thicker kid. He can he can move a little bit. So I I'm looking forward to see where he goes. He's probably a third, fourth round pick guy with all the guys in this draft. That's where I'd probably expect him to go. But I'm looking forward to see where he goes.
1: And that's something that I really love about the draft is that you're gonna find a bunch of diamonds in the rough. Now, not necessarily talking about his character, but Antonio Brown was what a f- sixth. Pick. sixth, Yeah. sixth, sixth round pick. Sixth. Sixth round pick. Like that dude was a stud until he went crazy, like you're just gonna find players like that all over the place in the late rounds and not to not to discount you know any any of the uh any of the guys from you know the first two rounds, but like you know you're gonna see guys that are you know studs just coming out of the fourth, fifth, and sixth round uh so that's what I like about watching the draft is it's gonna be fun to see where some of these guys that you saw you know progress through the years. Uh, go to uh, professional teams, and it's just a lot of fun to watch those guys. Yeah, and and by the way, Antonio Brown was uh, sixth round pick,
0: 195 out of here. It is Central Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, if I could tell you all the Central Michigan players that have made an impact in the NFL, I'd be here for two seconds. Antonio Brown. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing. It's it's funny. That's our thing about running backs. By the way, as long as we're talking about, we were on the topic of running backs. They. You can find those guys in the third, fourth round, I'd admit. Look at uh you know, I'm biased. I'm a Bills fan. Look at Devin Singletary. He had a great year. He was a third round pick out of Florida Atlantic. I mean, he's you can find these guys. Look at um Philip Lindsay. He was a local kid that they gave um a workout to. He was he wasn't even drafted. And now he's their one, number one running back. So that's a position where you can you can get those uh a little uh a little later on. So. All right, let's shift to uh our next topic, which is actually going to be a um, little bit of a game. Uh, Julian's, um, you can jump in a little bit here. I'm not sure how much uh, he can do this in baseball. Julian's more of a football, <laughs> basketball guy, college yeah. guy. Me and Bobby, I would say, are um, more of our basket or our baseball guys. So the over/under um, for each team came out, and me and Bobby will go through not all the teams, but we'll go through some of them, and we'll talk about. Um, you know, who we think is uh, the over-unders, and also on this is uh, World Series odds. So, Bobby, we'll start off with um, the mo- the highly anticipated team, the one that everybody keeps talking about, it's on everyone's mind, the Baltimore Orioles. So, I hope everyone uh, listening is laughing <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, the, the Orioles are at 56.5. Bobby, over or Under. Under. Yeah, we'll I'll go under.
1: <laughs> I'll go under. And the World Series odds are a thousand to one. That's even I know they suck. Yeah, that I mean that's just No pitching on that team. Our boy Adam Phillips. Yes, uh... me and Bobby. Oh, quick
0: <laughs> quick story. Me, Bobby, and Julian all went to a Buffalo Bisons game and I don't even know where we bought the tickets, but we moved down to uh, the visitors' bullpen and we were looking <laughs> up on the roster. Like their numbers for their names, so we could call them out by name. Yeah, we're not the best people to go to a baseball game with, but we, <laughs> we were sitting there and we saw this guy. His name was Evan Phillips. We were yelling at him. Uh, AJ Minter
1: was another guy. Bobby, tell the story about yep. Minter, please. Yep. Uh, this viral is the greatest story. Uh, AJ Minter. Uh, so some of his uh, buddies from college at Texas A and M uh, were watching the one, We're watching one of their primetime games on ESPN. And, uh, somehow they got the dugout phone, uh, dugout phone number and, uh, they called down and, uh, how does that have a phone number? I I don't don't even know. know. And then somehow they even called into the bullpen and they said, they told, uh, AJ Minter to get up and moving around. And the bullpen guys were super confused and they were like, Minter's in the dugout. And they were like, well, get him out there. And then, uh, and then on the like two minutes later on the next clip, when they when they showed in between uh, batters, you saw Minter running out there. And so, uh, it was pretty cool to see uh, that guy. You know, just because you saw that video, I saw that video like a couple weeks before, and I was like, no way, I can't believe that's him. So uh, we we were we were heckling him just a little bit. A Little bit had to. it's yeah. not that good. Uh, and we so actually we have, have a little bit have have little of a clip up up here right. of the
2: here video. Pull it up.
0: Get Mentor up and moving around. Say that again. Get Mentor
1: up and moving around. Mentor. Mentor. Mentor's in the dugout. Well, get him in the. Get him
0: down there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you see it. You can't see it here on the podcast, but then look at, look it up. Look up AJ Mentor like bullpen or something, Texas A&M, and then you'll see him. They see him start running out, and all the college kids are laughing. So that was. One of the famous stories, mm-hmm. but uh, at the end of the day, but let's go back to uh, the Orioles aren't good. Yeah. So um, <laughs> next, next team. Oh, and also wait real quick. Um, it was Minter, right? Who commented on your Instagram? Yep, yep. AJ okay. yeah, Minter yeah, commented. Yeah, got the to like, follow too. So yeah. Uh, a major league pitcher, closer for the Atlanta Braves, um, yeah. follows Bobby. No, no big deal. Yeah, just quick, quick flash. Yeah, that's just kind of famous. Yeah. I'm right. So um, he's verified. He's got the blue check. Yeah, so that's <laughs> pretty. That's pretty big. By the way, follow us on Twitter so we can get the blue check. Um. <laughs> The Boston Red Sox, 83 and a
1: half. I'm going to go under here. Uh, new manager, no Mookie bets. No, they don't have the MVP on their team. It's, it's going to be a guessing game, I think, with them. I mean, they're going to cycle through in their outfield. I mean, you need, a, you need a new guy out there. I mean, so I feel like it's going to be tough for them to, uh, to move past that because that dude, he can hit the ball.
0: I'm going to take the over slightly. I don't think it's going to be much. I, I I project 85 to 86 wins. No wild card. Sale has gone through some elbow trouble, elbow troubles. So who knows with him? Um, obviously you lost Price and M- Mookie, but they still have Michael Chavis. They still have Rafael Devers. They still have Xander Bogarts. They still have Andrew Benintendi. They still have J.D. Martinez. So, and their bullpen pieced it together a little bit last year, but I don't know, we'll see. I think slightly over, um, I think they'll just be slightly over 500 and about 85 to 86 wins, but no more than that. Let's go to my team. Um, By the way, that's something I should have said in the introduction. I'm a Yankees, Bills, and Sabres fan, so I don't know if that makes me hated or liked as a Yankee (laughs) fan, Um, but I'm not a casual fan. Ask ask these guys, I, I watch about... No, I watch every game. Who am I, I watch watch every, kidding? Game. I watch every <laughs> game. If this was a
2: video, you would be able to tell he's a Yankees fan.
0: That's true. Here in our Western New York studios, we're all decked out in Yankee stuff. Um, but anyway, the um, yeah, I'm a Yankee fan to, to, to heart. The Yankees, 100 and a half.
1: Uh, I'm going to take the over here. I mean, just a star-studded team. Sometimes, you know, you see a little bit of... Uh, shakiness in the bullpen like especially like later in the year i started to see you know some guys that just didn't really have it but i mean star studded um rotation and i mean those hitters those dudes are what's the quote what's the uh what's the aaron boone quote savages in the box baby. yeah i mean those, I, I got the sweatshirt yeah i mean those dudes rake so uh i'm definitely going to take the over 100 and a hundred and a half wins this year
0: i take the over two I, I i don't think this, i think this is a no-brainer um unless of course their injuries continue knock on wood, so I, I, it's, the thing that's going to help them the most is the fact that they have Garrett Cole now, I mean, they won 105, 106 games last year with um, 33 injuries on the IL, don't quote me on that number, but they're they're a star-studded team, and they're deep, so they're going to win their fair share of games. Last one in the uh, AL East, and then we'll move on, is uh, the Rays, the Tampa Bay Rays, they are at
1: 90 one and a half this was tough i'm gonna take i think i'm gonna take the over here i mean it's so tough just because you know their pitching situation is obviously uh obviously you know still shaky but they they made it work last year and i feel like the the consistency could be there especially in their hitting they got a pretty they got a pretty good lineup and i mean they won a ton of games last year so i'm i'm pretty optimistic i'm pretty optimistic with this team i think i'm gonna i'm gonna think i'm gonna take the over here
0: I'll take the over, 2 I'm going to take him in the wild card. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure who I have as my second wild card team. I'll have to look a little bit. Maybe someone from the AL West. Um, but, no, I think that's – I take the over there. I, I, I do. I, I think Snell will bounce back. I yep. like him a lot. Yep. I like Blake Snell. Let's go um, – we'll do one
1: for the uh, AL Central. Let's do the Minnesota Twins. They are at 93-and-a-half. This one's tough. This one's tough. Uh, I think I'm gonna take the under here. I think they're gonna go back a little bit. Obviously, uh, most home runs in the league last year. Those dudes can rake, but you know, you, 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 there's a lot of questions still with their with their rotation, with their bullpen. You know, there's really no there's no um, there's no consistency there, especially last year when you saw it in the postseason. Like I said, like swept by my Yankees. Yeah, I mean. Those dudes can rake again, but you know there's really no consistency in their pitching. I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the under too, and
0: I would have taken the over if the White Sox didn't have their off season that they had. And actually, I'm like, we're gonna do the White Sox after this. Um, the reason is they they won 100 games last year, but they weren't a 100 win team. Mm-hmm. They 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 were feeding off of the Royals who are terrible, the Tigers who are terrible, and the White Sox who were terrible last year too. And the only and. This is an air quotes competition they had was the Cleveland Indians and they've been ever since they made the World Series they've been just downhill from that. Let's do the White Sox. They are at 85 and a half.
1: I'm gonna take the over here. You know I'm pretty excited with this team. Uh, Tim Anderson, great player, My fun, boy. fun to watch, super fun to watch. I mean he he makes he made the game fun last year. I mean obviously. You know, there's a little bit of danger when uh, guys start throwing at him, and that's when the game, you know, it starts to, you know, that's when I don't really like it is when guys are going to get hurt. I mean, there's a little bit of argument there with the Houston Astros, obviously, but I mean, I think the White Sox are going to be a fun team. You know, Mancata is a he's he's a great player, and I feel like restructuring his contract. Yeah, like it's going to be a fun year for them. I hope, and especially in a in a down year for that division, I feel like they're going to win a lot of games.
2: I'm not a big MLB guy, but I hate these pitchers that get mad at the guys who celebrate after hitting a bomb. Mm-hmm. If you don't want a guy to celebrate on you like Tim Anderson does for hitting a bomb, don't throw it to him.
0: Don't give up a home run. Don't yeah. give up a home run. Yeah, exactly. Don't them, throw a bad. And pitch. that's where the MLB needs to be on the on the same page with the Players Association, and they have to be all on the same page because you you have Mike Trout on commercials saying let the kids play, and then you let the kids play, and then you throw at him. So, I there needs to be a common agreement amongst the players.
1: A Little bit of a hot take here, but I think I'm, I think I want them in the wild card. I feel like having Tim Anderson uh you know in the spotlight for for a couple games would be would be pretty good for the league, you know. If he if he can hit a couple home runs and, you know, get get the get the get his team going, I feel like they could be uh forced to be reckoned with in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll you see. never know yeah. because, you know, there's still there's still no uh, no certainty with their bullpen. No bullpen, no. And I mean that's how that's how it is a lot in the uh, with the uh, Rockies as well. You know, good, pretty good, pretty good lineup there, but just no pitching. Well, no one wants to
0: pitch there because they always say if you want to pitch and in... nope, Have you ever seen a pitcher sign a deal in Colorado? No, no, because you might as well just add a run and a half to your ERA. Let's do um, let's do the AL West. Um, the Los Angeles Angels 86 and a half this is, a, this is an interesting one yeah, they've, this added, is really interesting they've one. added one or two pitchers they wanted Cole they didn't go for the ninth year I don't know why but I'm happy they didn't because my Yankees got them. Um but they had, added Anthony Rendon who is um, a great
1: baseball player is that um, World Series champion yeah can I say anything else yeah I he's mean, really awesome else. Uh, you know they got Rendon the be- they have the best player in baseball with Mike Trout they have uh, Otani. Two, yeah. They have two-way star uh, Shohei Otani, who's going to be a pretty good pitcher for them. And uh, they got Cole Calhoun. Yeah, he's. <laughs> um, uh, but I mean, eighty-six and a half—that's tough. I think I might take the under here, though. Um, you know, they got Rendon on a couple years, uh, so I feel like if they just get one or two more pitchers and you know restructure that bullpen, I feel like they have a pretty good chance to be good next year. Not so much this year, but. You know, I, I have pretty good optimism for them. I hope I hope Trout can finally get there. I'm gonna take the over.
0: And I'm gonna take the over because I like that they have Joe Madden now. I love that. I think he's going to hopefully propel them like he did the Cubs, maybe not uh this year to the World Series. But I'll take the over on them. I unfortunately They still might miss the playoffs. I'm rooting for them because I want to see Mike Trout in the postseason. I just don't want to see him play the Yankees, but he's I want him in the playoffs. Let's do two from the uh, NL East.
1: Let's do the Mets, 87 and a half. This is interesting because they again just lost their manager, Carlos Beltran. So but we didn't know much about. We right, didn't know what he was gonna be. Right, but but I mean he's still a pretty, he's a fairly young guy. He was, he's been in the league for forever. So I was pretty excited to watch them. But uh, you know I'm I think I'm gonna take I think I'm take the under here, just cause you know still the Mets gonna match. Yeah, they're the Mets. They're, mm-hmm. I'm taking
0: the under too. Um, I know they have Stroman, but the yeah they're the Mets. Um, let's do the Philadelphia Phillies. Over. That's bold. Okay. That's bold. Um. So the Phillies, you're going to take the over on 100 win, 100 and a half wins? Yeah. No, they're not 100 and a half. They are... <laughs> hey, you don't know yet, man. They are 85 and a half. Um, do, do, I even, do I even go to Julian here, Bobby? Do I even go I to mean, him? I mean, I feel like it's a little bit It's his team. I'll throw it up to him. Julian, 85 and a half, over or under? Over. Okay. Uh, Bobby, what do you take? I'm going to take the under here. Uh... Julian just shot him the
1: dirtiest look. Get ever. out of What is it, eighty-five and a half? Mm-hmm. This is tough because they have so many good players. I mean, you got McCutcheon. you got Boy. Bryce Harper, you got Didi Gregorius. Now you have uh, you have Scott Kingery, you have Reese Hoskins. It's really down to their bullpen, I think, because they have Aaron Nola, they have Arietta, who really neither of those guys really didn't pitch no. great last no, no. year. No. But they're also, like, they could, they could bounce back, but I really think it's going to be relying on, relying on their bullpen, which I don't see having any consistency, so I think I'm going to take the under here.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, at the risk of Julian punching me, I'm going to take <laughs> the under at two. I like Joe Girardi, I do, but I don't know. It's That bullpen's so tough, and it, it's going to depend on their pitching. Cause, and the thing that Didi... As much as I love him, he's a streaky hitter, as is Harper. So if they're both cold, it's going to be tough. Let's go to Bobby's um, St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I didn't 12 talk to 1. about
1: that in the introduction. Oh, the he's a Cardinals so, yeah, fan. A Cardinals yes. fan. They are 12-1 um, to 1 odds to win the
0: World Series, by the way. Um, they are 86 and a half This one
1: is going to be... And the favorites to win the division again. This one's going to be kind of tough for me. I, I think that they're going to win the division but it's always a tight race in the NL Central. I I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the over. But it's really going to be a reliant on a lot of teams this year for like it's going to be the same reason for every team and it's going to be the bullpen. Not a lot of consistency there. We got Carlos Martinez still back there. Um you know, we we might even have to put uh put Wayne right back there and I feel like, you know, he's he's declining as a as a player. I mean, sorry, as a pitcher and, you know, he's getting older, so, you know, I'm interested to see what Jack Flaherty's gonna be. I have him in my top five to be uh, the NL Cy Young. I mean, he's a he's a younger dude, and but he he has a pretty pretty good uh, pretty good uh, fastball, and obviously we have uh, Hicks coming back as our closer, who's a hundred and three miles an hour guy. So he's always fun to watch. But uh, you know, I'm excited for this year. However, uh, we lost Ozuna. Carpenter's getting older, and uh, we got Goldschmidt still, but you know there's not a lot of power in the lineup. Obviously, some pretty good hitters with Bader. Uh, he has a pretty good speed on the bases. Fowler is obviously pretty reliable at uh, the leadoff spot, but like I said, we're getting older. Col- Colton is going to be at the bottom of the lineup at like every year, but really good defensive second baseman. But it's going to be interesting to see. I feel like we're going to win the win the division, but not very, uh, you know optimistic, I would say, in the postseason, just because we really won't have the pitchers for it. Yeah, I'll take the over on you guys. I, I do like you guys a lot. I think you guys will win that
0: division tightly. Yeah. Very tightly. Like it is every year. The Reds, recently, the Reds will be an interesting team to yeah, watch. Yeah, that's one that I wanted to talk about. Was, well, you want to talk are, about the Reds real quick? Yeah, let's, let's yeah bring it up. They are
1: 85-and-a-half. I mean, it's going to be tight. It's always a tight uh, division, like almost every year, and especially with a with a team like the Reds who got a lot better in the offseason. Uh, Freddie Galvis from the uh, Blue Jays coming over. Not a very good hitter, uh, but a pretty good defensive shortstop. Uh, pitchers like Michael Lorenzen, who have pitched really well every single year. Uh, who else do they have? Votto, who was a little bit... He had a down year last year. Didn't have a great year, but, I mean, he's, he's, he's a really good hitter. So I feel like I... Uh, I feel like we're gonna see some some good stuff from the from the Reds. I think I'm gonna take the under though, because I still have the Cardinals winning the division. Yeah, I don't blame you. They have Bauer. They didn't they add Castellanos?
0: Yep. Did they they added Castellanos, and they added? Um, I feel like they added another hitter too, whose name escapes me right now. But um, no, I'll take I'll take the under, but not by oh, much. Moustakis. Moustakis. Yeah. Moose. We'll do one more from the NL West. Added two big players, the Los Angeles Dodgers, three to one World Series odds, same as the Yankees, a hundred and one and a half. So they're favored at one more win
1: than the Yankees. Whatever it was, I was probably gonna take the over. Yeah, honestly, I mean, star-studded lineup. Clayton Kershaw is gonna win a ton of games this year. Hopefully, for, hopefully he mounts us back. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, not very good in the postseason, no. obviously, but that's a really good team. Cody Bellinger, the the. Uh, did he win? The, who won the Home Run Derby this year? Um, it
0: wasn't. I know Vlad was was in there and he was doing really well. Um, anyway, that
1: dude can can mash. So I feel like seeing stuff from the Dodgers. You know, especially getting the AL MVP. Uh, you know, they're gonna win over a hundred games this year. Yeah, and it
0: was Pete Alonzo who won the yeah. uh, Pistol Pete from the Mets. Um, all right, real quick. Dodgers and Yankees, World Series, probably played at a neutral site who you got. Say
1: both teams are healthy. Cause... I think I'm going to take the Yankees on this one. Only because Garrett Cole is a beast. Clayton Kershaw always disappears in the postseason. So I feel like Cole's going to win a game. Uh, Paxton's going to win a game. And I feel like the Dodgers really didn't, just don't have the, enough. Enough, um, you know, the, they have some lefty hitters. They got Muncy and they got Bellinger. But I just feel like they don't have enough star power for uh, – for that rotation of the Yankees.
0: I agree with you, and I hope we're both right. So um, let's go to our final topic, and it's going to go back to the NFL, and we are going to talk possible Tom Brady landing spots. So obviously Brady's a free agent this year, a lot of smoke coming out of pretty much everywhere in the country. Um, People say Brady's conversation with Belichick didn't go well, Um, whatever that means, maybe – Brady said, I want more playmakers. Belichick said, we have other needs. Who knows what... I don't know. Well, who knows what that means. But um, it's going to be interesting to see which way he goes. And I, I, you hear a lot of stuff now, and a lot of teams are good fits. But who knows what's going to happen. So it, it's going to be interesting to see.
2: My Tom Brady prediction. I got Tom Brady going with his old pal, teammates in New England for eight seasons, Mike Vrabel. And I know... Although Vrabel isn't the coach that Belichick is, I think he's on the up and up. I love what he's doing down there in Tennessee. Like, just the way you see those videos of him working with Henry and all that. He's so involved in the practices and all that. And I feel like Brady would just love being a culture like that. Like, they just have a great culture. And I feel like, like, yeah, the Patriots, they win games. They're a dynasty. But I feel like they're not as enjoyable of a team to be around. And I feel like Brady, I don't know if he enjoys Belichick. I don't, I don't think they see eye to eye. I think Brady and Kraft love each other, but I don't think Brady and Belichick see eye to eye. I mean, there was even rumors that Belichick was, he was really mad that they traded away Garoppolo because that's who he wanted to roll with, and that's there's just a whole lot of turmoil. But they win games and they know how to put aside their um, personal beliefs for the greater good of the team. So, anyways, back to the Titans. I feel like Brady's gonna go to the Titans. His boy Brabel. And in Tennessee, Brady's gonna have weapons. He's gonna have Henry, who def- he's gonna get re-signed. Apparently, they just dropped um, Deion Lewis, so they're probably gonna look to sign Derrick Henry to a massive contract. You got young stud A.J. Brown over thousand yards receiving in his rookie season. He's a beast. And then you have a lot of you have a good su- supporting cast of those wide receivers with Humphreys, Sharp, Davis, and you're gonna have Antonio Brown. Because my hot take is wherever Tom Brady goes, Antonio Brown's gonna follow.
0: It's not crazy. It's not crazy to say that at all. I mean, you hear all this stuff about them. We're gonna learn this off season what's important to Tom Brady. Is um I don't what's important to him. Is it his brand? Is it his is it having fun now in his final few years? We're gonna learn what's important to him and it's that's what it's all about and we're gonna see and each spot has a different thing that'll be better for him and so for example tennessee probably be more about you know winning and having fun new England will be more about structure and all this stuff another place to be good for his brand it's going to be interesting
2: to see i feel like tennessee is the best of all worlds there you're going to win you're going to have fun and you'll probably have some control because rabel's your friend is the coach he's probably gonna get some pull from you on the play call and you know who you're going to sign all that i feel like brady if brady wherever brady goes that's why I think Antonio Brown's rolling with him because you hear all that stuff about how they have they've had contact. Wherever Brady goes, he's gonna have a little pull on what's gonna go. True. Uh,
1: my Brady prediction is he's just gonna stay put. Like I know that he and he and Belichick obviously have a little bit of disagreement, but I mean, there's really no reason for him to leave. I feel like the Patriots are gonna pay him. You know. I really don't see a world where Tom Brady isn't wearing a Patriots uniform. And I feel like, you know, yes, in Tennessee he has a little bit of incentive to go there, but they have Ryan Tannehill. They really have no reason to, you know, sign a huge contract instead of letting Tannehill stay. So I feel like that's my prediction. You know, Patriots obviously always have a top ten defense every single year. I mean, most takeaways in the NFL this year. So I feel like there's incentive for him to go to both places, but my prediction is that he's going to stay in new england i mean so far i think you guys are two for two with
0: possibilities i mean like it's not out of the question um mine is something that i've i've thought about and i've changed my opinion now three times because i i really have no idea and anybody who says they know is lying to you they don't know nobody knows that's it's the same thing if somebody tells you i know when the coronavirus is going to be stopped they don't know it's the same thing here nobody knows i'm gonna say i'm gonna say the, the one that's been coming on lately i'm gonna say the tampa Bay buccaneers i think them giving him um control of play calling roster um i think bruce arians is a great offensive coach and he's been vocal about not being in love with james winston don't blame him but i i wouldn't be surprised if it was that i mean he's got evans he's got um is it godwin right goodwin yep yeah he's a great player um oj howard and cameron brate right <laughs> they're still yeah. two tight two, two tight ends um defensively it's a little bit of a mess but i mean warm climate playing down there i'm sure Giselle wouldn't mind being in tampa bay um I wouldn't mind seeing Giselle's Instagram from Tampa Bay. Um, <laughs> but, um, hey, I'm, I'm a senior in high school. Give me a break. Um, but, no, I, I, I could see that. But it's another thing. that in the, I was a Tampa Bay guy. Or I'm sorry, I was a Tennessee guy. The thing, And now I'm hearing that the Titans are looking to tag Tannehill, re-sign Henry. Can we just call Derrick Henry the fridge from now on? Can we just call him the fridge? That's what he's, like, tackling.
2: He's a beast. Oh, my God. He's a beast.
0: If there was one guy, I, w- I don't even, I'm not even going to go into that, but he's he's so good. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm just going to go with Tampa Bay. I don't know if that's crazy. I don't know if it's completely out of this. I'm going to throw one out there right now that's completely out of left field that won't happen. It's not going to happen, but I think it would be interesting if it did happen. And, again, I'm going to say it, it's not going to happen. Watch it happen now. Um, Tom Brady and the Dallas Cowboys. You heard me. I'm gonna tell you why. Head coach, Super Bowl winning head coach, offensive line weapons, defense, winnable division. Jerry Jones loves to be talked about. It's not gonna happen, but I think that'd be interesting. I'm sure Dak's gonna get signed. Um, I'd Hopefully, say I'd- to a lot of money. <laughs> but um, it's it's gonna. Be, I think that'd be a great fit. of playing indoors. And,
1: um, but that won't happen, but I think that'd be pretty interesting. It's a really good point, but I feel like, you know, Jerry Jones is really sold on deck. He loves him. Obviously, they offered him that huge contract, and he rejected it, but, I mean, I feel like they're not going to go down without signing him, because, you know, Mike McCarthy's obviously pretty ready to go go work with him in that offense, so I feel like they're sold on deck, but it's a really good point that you bring up. Uh, Obviously, playing indoors would probably be big for him, and, uh. Jerry Jones probably wants him there, but He loves Dak. Yeah, they're sold on Dak. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's kinda funny that
0: like another thing I heard was like people are like, why would Brady leave? This is this is gonna like kill his um I mean these are eggheads on Twitter. Um that are yeah, eggheads that you'll hear that a lot in this podcast. People are saying, Oh, this is gonna like hurt his um I don't even know what the word they use, but it was just stupid because think about all the guys that have left at the end of their careers. Favre left, Montana left, Peyton left. Peyton still has a statue in front of Indianapolis. It's fine, all right. He's fine, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where he where he goes.
2: Another thing I want to shut down that I think is kind of BS is. Brady going to the 49ers Oh my god That they're going to do A little quarterback swap Between Garoppolo and Brady Why would you do that Like It makes sense For three
0: parties I get it for Brady Play for your childhood team I get it for the Patriots You play You get your quarterback Back For the next ten
2: years (laughs) That you wanted In the
0: first place Honestly The 49ers What are you thinking I don't understand But then I hear people slang and it's a It's a good point you know, why haven't the 49ers come You don't have to make a public statement, but why isn't Shanahan said that on a local radio show? No, we like Garoppolo. So are they really entertaining this? I don't understand. Why in the world would you do this? You have Garoppolo, who you just went to the Super Bowl with, who Shanahan obviously works well with. Why are you doing this? I don't understand. You Then, if you get Brady, you'd have to draft a quarterback either this year or next year, and you're not going to have a high pick. You're going to have a pick that's like 30th, 31st, or what? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. I think it's dumb. I would never. I, if I'm the 49ers, I, would, I wouldn't I would even entertain that thought. I, I don't get it. I think it's dumb. It just doesn't make sense for two out of three. For two out of three, it makes sense. For the only one, it doesn't.
2: This is the only thing I'm going to say as to why that is so stupid. I'm looking at ages right now. Tom Brady is 42. Jimmy Garoppolo is 28. <laughs> he just went to a Super Bowl. So, why would you? Why? We're done with that. Stupid. Yep. Yeah,
0: let's please move on before I throw up in my mouth. So, um, uh, I wait. It'd be cool for Brady to watch him play in Is no, I'm not gonna say that. I hate Brady. What am I talking about? Okay. Um. So each of us have prepared a trivia question. This is uh, one of the ways we'll wrap up our show. Um. So Bobby, uh, are you ready to go? You got yours yeah, already. Right. Yeah. All right. So me and this is another thing we're gonna do. We're gonna keep track. We'll keep a tally. Of um, how many we've gotten right throughout the year. And um, at some point, we'll, um, the loser will have a punishment. Um, we'll probably have a poll on Twitter of what the punishment should be. Um, I have an idea, but I'll keep that to myself for our production meetings. So,
1: Bobby, go ahead. Who was the last NFL MVP who is a non quarterback? wish we had Jeopardy music to play
0: um okay last quarterback MVP okay let's let's think here Lamar Mahomes better not be looking it up Julian um all right <laughs> um freaking cheater um wow this is tough um I sh- oh man I don't even know
2: how far back to think. I've found some people listening, are like, you guys are so stupid. I know. I know <laughs> they, they, they probably are.
1: Uh, so, I feel like we probably should have prepared this a little bit better. So, uh, <laughs> you, so we have the option. I can either give you a hint or we can do multiple choice.
2: Multiple choice. Multiple, multiple choice? choice? Yeah, All
1: right, yeah. let's go multiple choice. choice. A, Sean Alexander, B, Troy Palomalu. C, Adrian Peterson, or D, LaDainian Tomlins. It's that far back. Yep. Hmm What well, well, I'm sorry, do B and C again? B was Troy Palomalu, yeah. C was Adrian Peterson, and D was Ludanian Tomlinson. Yeah.
2: And A was Sean Alexander Yeah. Quick the... answer now. Julian, go ahead. I got A. Sean Alexander. Bobby's
0: smiling. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing. Um Yeah, I want to go with A. Wow. The what? answer was C. Adrian Peterson he, he, uh, he, he wasn't even he wasn't even my second choice I was going to say Paloma.
1: Yeah. did he ever win one? no, no. it's a quarterback Ooh. it's, it's a, honestly it's an offense award oh, yeah. That yeah, play, that's but it passed like what 15 years pretty much has been a quarterback award so. that's a good one yeah. so that's so yeah. so, sure. z- so the you score guys.
0: updated scoreboard is 0-0-0 zero, zero, zero.
1: <laughs> um Julian you want to go or do you want me to go
0: uh you go okay So this one is, I think, pretty easy. Kind of disappointed in it. But we'll go with it anyway. What is the only city where all major sports teams, that's the MLB, NHL, and NFL, have the same color scheme? And again, I'll give you guys the option for multiple choice if you guys want it. wow, maybe it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. It's, wow.
1: okay. Yeah, I feel like, well, I feel like multiple choice is going to make it a lot easier. Right.
0: You guys want the multiple choice? Yeah. I, I, yeah I there's just so know, many, so many. So yeah, I Okay. See, the problem with multiple choice, when I give it this one, you just think about it. Right. You
1: know. Yeah.
0: Okay. We're going to, here it is. You ready? Yep. Chicago. Washington. D.C. Pittsburgh. Minnesota. I have my answer. Wait for to the yeah, You guys yeah, got it? Bobby go ahead.
1: Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh.
0: That's it. Yeah. I originally thought DC. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But, too, but I looked it up and I looked up the thinking. You want to know what the reason is? One of the dumbest reasons I've ever heard. Different shades of blue with really? like the Wizards and the
1: um Nationals and the Caps. Yeah, well what I was thinking was like the Redskins too. Like that was yeah. when I when I was first started, yeah, like, yeah, that's I the first think, thing yeah, I thought yeah, about. I was like, yeah, no. I'm. Yeah. Like
2: and that no, was gonna I be my first off. guess at first. Mm-hmm. Like if we weren't gonna do multiple choice. So you guys both got yeah. a point. All right, Jillian, go ahead. Uh, mine's pretty hard. I'm gonna say that right now. I'll give you guys some hints. So, what NBA coach, former NBA coach, now? Nope, I'm out. Had been an 11th round pick in the 1967 NFL draft. Can I? What ask, are you talking about? Can I ask what <laughs> year he coached? Um, I'll tell you what team he coached. Okay. Coached the Lakers. And he mm-hmm. coached the Heat for a little bit. And one of those teams I said he's still part of. Yeah. In some way. Wow. What? Dude, I'm not a basketball guy. You said 11th round? Yes. Yeah, I mean. Jeez. He's a pretty, yeah, pretty well known name yeah. within the organization of the team he's with. Team he's with.
0: Um Wow! Well, give us choices, dude, or give us something.
2: Okay, I'll give you guys choices. A, Rob Palenka, B, Pat Riley, C, Larry Bird, or D, Eric Spolstra. My guess was going to be Phil Jackson at first, but I was like, there's no chance, but wow. Go. Can you read the
1: question
0: one more time?
2: What NBA coach had been, former NBA coach, had been an 11th round pick in the 1967
0: NFL draft? 11th round
2: pick? Yeah. They only have seven now. Have yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with A. Who was
1: A? Rumpel. No, Rumpel. It's, it's Pat Riley. It's got to be Pat Riley. I'm going to go with Riley. Who was C? Larry Bird. No. No.
0: It's Not Larry Bird, I can tell you that. Um, Even Larry I know B. that. Yeah, if you guessed Larry Bird, away. I was going to um, take the microphone away.
1: <laughs> I'm going with B. You're going to go B? That's my final answer. Um,
0: I have no idea because I don't follow the NBA at all. I'll go D, just to be different than Bobby. Mm-hmm. Pat Riley.
2: Yeah. Same yeah. organization.
0: They're mm-hmm. exposed for Pat Riley. Okay. Yeah. So who got that one? What position did he get drafted? Yes,
2: yeah. I have no idea. Let's look that up. Anyway. Look it
0: up. So we'll introduce here our um, top five um, sports list. Um, so again, it's top five sports movies. Bobby can update the scoreboard for us. Um, so each each episode, will um, will look. We'll have a top five list of a different category. Um, every day, that category uh, will change. Um, and today, as I mentioned at the beginning, it is um, sports movies. So, uh, Bobby, I'll uh, let you go first. Uh, yeah, start, start with me. number
1: five. Yeah, I'll start with number five. I won't go backward. Uh, let's go with <coughs> number five, the, uh, the Natural. That was one of the earliest movies that I'd watched. Uh, I remember my dad showed it to me because he told me that he and his dad were in it. Uh, they filmed it at uh, Salem, Salem Field uh, in Buffalo. So he was, he was an extra in it. And so that was one of the ones that I really fell in love with as a young kid. Uh, at number four, I have the blind side, which is one that I always used to watch when I was younger again. Uh, when I first started getting into football, that was one of the, that was one of the movies that I would watch. And it's a really nice story. It's really, it's really heartwarming, uh, just to see stories like that. Uh, and that's, that, that was number four. Number three is 42. Obviously another good, good story. Really, uh, well-directed movie like uh a lot of the shots that I that I remember seeing were really really good and uh Chadwick Boseman is a really good actor uh he was really well casted as uh Jackie Robinson uh number two is Space Jam uh obviously you know I want to say a sports classic but I mean that's not really fair to some of the other like cinematic movies that are that are out, but I mean, this is just a. It's it's one of the, you, you know as a kid, it's one of your favorites, and so that's number two for me. And then number one is uh, Remember the Titans, my favorite football movie, my favorite sports movie of all time. And uh, you know, I watched that you know just last night. Uh, so really heartwarming story again. Uh, you know, a team coming together, and you know, obviously my favorite. You watched Remember the
0: Titans last night, two nights ago. Sorry for probably what the 150th time. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, all right, number five, uh, similar to Bobby on the uh, the blind side. Um, I, one thing I found out, the guy who played uh, Michael Orr was actually, he had a similar story to the actual Michael Orr, because he was poor, he was homeless, and um, they said you're. they found him. I don't know how they found him, but uh, he ended up being an actor, so... Well, at least in that movie. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But no, it's it's a great story, and, and Sandra Bullock is is fantastic too. Um, number four, uh, Field of Dreams, baseball movie. Uh, a lot of quote uh, quotes that you use. If you build it, he will come. Uh, that's I, I just I just love that movie. If you, if you haven't watched it, I'm sure everyone here listening has. It's my favorite movie ever, or baseball one of my favorite baseball movies. Three Hoosiers, basketball movie. Have you guys both watched Hoosiers? Yeah, part
2: of it. Julian, no, not a movie guy. Julian, not much.
0: that you know you're a movie. What? Because it's
2: not The Hangover, you're not gonna watch <laughs> it. I'm, <not laughs> I'm not that big of a movie guy. Like before my time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a
1: good point. Like stuff that comes out more recently is stuff that I like. Hey, you, got, you guys gotta expand ahead. your horizons, but
0: I. Do. You're right. I do. I agree. Watch Hoosiers. I think you'll love it. It's I a basketball it. movie. I, th- I think you'll like it. Uh, two, Miracle. 1980 U.S. Uh, hockey team Sports Illustrated just said it was the best uh, like comeback story or sports story of the century of uh, that century. Uh, I think they said, um, I believe I, I forget what the word the words they use, but um, yeah, you that 1980 team had to face the, uh, the Soviet Union, and uh, with all the stuff that was going on in the world right now, they ended up beating them uh, four to three. And watching the movie to see all the work they had to put in was um, was really cool. My number one favorite movie. Um, motivational uh rudy i'm a notre dame football fan as well uh more of a casual fan not a not a watch them too closely but watching that it makes you want to run through a wall makes you want to do anything watching that movie everyone said he couldn't do it and he did it and my grandpa showed me that movie and um it's now my my favorite sports movie so julian let's see what five stupid movies do you have on your list
2: don't <laughs> diss my movies man <laughs> Well, this this fifth one is kind of stupid. So, at five, I have The Longest Yard. Not one of the greatest sports movies ever, obviously, but I just watched it to get a good laugh. Adam Sandler's pretty great. Chris Rock's in there. You actually have an NFL player, Michael Irvin, in there. It's a pretty good movie. Can
0: you name another movie where Chris Rock dies?
2: Uh, Yeah, that was sad. (laughs) That was sad. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a movie where Chris Rock has died. Yeah, I watched that movie to laugh, not to cry. Yeah, well. All right, Anyways. At four, I have Space Jam. Obviously, like Bobby said, that's just a classic. That's what all you, all kids who love basketball watch. Even all kids who just love sports watch. Looney Tunes. And, yeah. yeah, Looney Tunes <laughs> and basketball. You can't get any better than that. And uh, three, I got He Got Game. Jesus Shuttlesworth. That's a great movie. I love it. And uh, not much more to touch on that. Number two, I got Remember the Titans. Like Bobby said, it's just inspirational. Great movie to watch as a team. Just Really shows a lot of guys how a team should be, in the second half, and just how guys can come together yep. for the greater good of the team. And at number one, I have Coach Carter. Uh, Samuel Jackson played great in that, and it's just that's just another, another movie about how almost like sports aren't everything in life, and how maybe that could be a movie for coaches to watch as to as an example of how. Maybe sometimes you don't always have to focus on sports. You could focus on life and just getting kids in the right pathway instead of just worrying about what they could do on a court. Yeah, that's I've actually never seen that, so we'll have to watch that
0: together. It's yeah, we get will some, we'll get some popcorn. We'll I'll, I'll show you Coach look.
2: Carter. You show me Hoosiers.
0: Deal. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that deal. Come over on uh, to our Western New York studios. We'll uh, do a movie night with all our <laughs> listeners. Um, well, uh, let me ask you guys real quick before we wrap it up. Isn't LeBron doing a Space Jam? Yep. How's that going to be? What do you guys think? Uh, uh, it won't be like the original. Nah. If nothing's like that. No movie is. I've never really heard of a movie where the second or third is better than the first. Yeah, right. I always love the first one more, but is it going to be any good? Is it going
2: to well, be worth watching? I mean, it will It can either flop or it could be pretty good. But I, just, I feel like Space Jam is kind of a movie that shouldn't really be. Recreated, yeah. I'm, There's a, a bunch of I'm a LeBron
1: guy, but I, I'm gonna be a little bit pessimistic about this and saying that you know, you really can't remake anything like that. Like, I mean, it'll be good for us, especially because we grew up watching a lot of these a lot of the guys that are in it. And yeah, it's who else is gonna be in it besides LeBron? What do we got? I, th-
2: I think Clay, Clay
1: might be in it. Dane, uh,
2: I'm and then not they got sure. a couple
1: WNBA players, which is you know, I mean, obviously, you gotta do that. Uh, you know, cause they they're working hard too, and who is it, Diane Taurasi, and uh,
2: who else? I want to say maybe Candace Parker. Maybe. I know she's really big in the yeah. She's big. She's big in the NBA world a lot. She's yeah. always on um the NBA on TNT show with Shaq and all them. And she's just talking with those guys. So maybe she's in it. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna be a little bit pessimistic just cause you know you really can't remake a movie like that. But I mean, as a LeBron guy, I'm obviously gonna watch it.
2: Everyone's gonna watch it. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not hating on it though. Yeah. I'm gonna go in with a.
0: Go with an open mind. mind. Oh yeah. Maybe people should think it's because sometimes you go on, you think it's gonna be terrible, mm-hmm. and you're it's actually maybe not that good. you are like, oh, that exceeded my yeah, expectations. So. And we'll see. Bron's a pretty funny guy. Yeah. He's, he's good. He player. is a funny. Mm-hmm. Taco Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to give us one? Taco. T- you actually just broke the microphone, so. And your eardrums. All right, well that's gonna do it for this uh, our first episode here on uh, TBJ Sports. Like I had fun. I don't know about you guys. I'm looking forward to uh, doing this in the future. Hopefully we'll have more segments to talk about. Hopefully um, stuff starts to clear up with the coronavirus. So um, our thanks to uh, Maddie Sealy, our director of graphic design, Meg Muzal, our director of social media, Miss Mahar, our audio supervisor, Thomas Byer, Julian Andriola, and Bobby Atlas. Saying so long from our Western New York studios, and we hope
2: you tune in next time. Have a great rest of your day. See you. you.